The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Navigating the journey called life doesn't get any easier as we move through it, but we can learn from what we have within us to make it more enjoyable in the long run. Welcome to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Your host is Alexandra Janelli. In our program, we set out to provide you with the undiscovered wisdom within you to handle even life's bumpy spots. Now, here is the host, founder and practitioner of Theta Spring, Alexandra Janelli. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Alexandra Janelli, on the Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome to season two, and it is great to be back. We got some great feedback last season from you guys, and I'm super excited to introduce you to season two, where we're really going to begin to bring in some cool stories, cool people, and interesting stuff for you to begin to take into your life and think about. Today, we're going to start this season the same way we started season one, which is having a guest host where I can actually sit in the guest seat for a little bit. So we have back on the show, Tony Wolf, who is a actor. He is a voiceover professional and he even does red carpet interviewing. In fact, what I find even more amazing is that he's an incredible artist. So Tony actually does a whole series called the... I do an autobiocomic that I write and draw called Greenpoint of View. It's incredible. About living in Greenpoint. I've lived in Greenpoint for about 20 years. It's a, an incredible comic book. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, or graphically illustrated story <laughs> that um, if you want to check it out, I highly recommend you do it. So, Tony, I pass the mic, the golden mic, over to you for this episode. And uh, I also am introducing who's here with us today in the studio is Aubrey Levitt, who is also in season two, but uh, not in the way that we're bringing her back on the show today. Aubrey and I actually started a company together that we're really excited to share with the world and with everybody that's really taking some old modalities and creating a unique human twist. So all right. With that little teaser, Tony, the mic is all yours. Fantastic. Well, I'm thrilled. Thank you for having me here. I'm thrilled to be a guest and I'm thrilled to be the guest host. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Uh, So um, the two of you have created a company and this new company is called Potentially Human. And uh, first, before we get into exactly what that company is and the mission behind that company and your collaboration together, I thought we could start off by learning about how did the two of you get to know each other? How did the two of you become friends? And what led to the two of you, as you got to know each other, deciding that you should collaborate on something? And how did that idea come to pass? So, Aubrey, why don't you uh, start us off? Great. Thanks. Happy to be here. Welcome back. So, Alexandra and I met uh, over tea. We were introduced by a mutual friend. And I think we were just told that we would get along and that we should collaborate on something, really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So we decided, we were like, sure, of course, let's meet. And I knew she was a hypnotherapist. And actually, both of my parents are hypnotherapists, funny enough. 
Wow. Yeah. Really? I know. I know. It wasn't their job, but they were both like one weekend, they decided they were going to be hypnotherapists. So that, that is amazing. Both of your parents were hypnotherapists. Yep. Yeah. And were there, I mean, they weren't therapists or psychologists? No, no. It was just something they did on the side. But okay. needless to say. So you were very familiar yes. with the world of hypnotherapy. And it's hypnosis. nice to have that connection because otherwise I have to explain to myself all the time of what hypnotherapy was. And she was like, oh, I totally know. Totally yeah, got it. Yeah. I was like, done. Okay. It. We okay. got it. You didn't have to dispel any myths? No, we got <laughs> to skip that whole conversation. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So the two of you meet. You're talking, you first maybe start talking about hypnotherapy or hypnosis. Right, right. And I did think, you know, okay, I also have a health and wellness company, so mm-hmm. I thought maybe we'd collaborate in that direction. But right away, we really started talking about how we are interested in companies and the people within them. And uh, you can take it from there, Alexander. Yeah, no, it was interesting just because... I work usually with companies on an individual level, so I don't necessarily always go into a company, but I get to work with the people in it. They come here to work out a lot of sort of what they're going through, whether it's life coaching or hypnosis. And there's always a common theme in my practice. And at the time when I met Aubrey, my mission was really becoming very clear, which was helping people understand who they are. And how they show up in the world, how they want to be seen, their core values, you know, why conflict happens between being their genuine self and what's expected of them and how to begin to understand how they move through that. And what Aubrey was telling me about companies and how she worked with them, I was like, God, there's really a bigger picture here. That, That message does overlay to companies as well. And that's sort of where we started jiving, I guess, and And we both left that initial lunch where I think we had been there for about two hours and they finally were like, can you leave? Um, (laughs) You closed out the tea, the teacup, the tea room. Alice's teacup. Alice's teacup. Um, It finally got to the point where I was like, I would love to do business with you. The heart was in the same place. Our mission was very aligned. Mm -hmm. Our core values seemed to really line up pretty perfectly. And it was from there that the seed was planted of we're going to work together. It just wasn't sure how. (laughs) And uh, Aubrey, do you also have a background in marketing or, or branding? Because some of yes. this sounds to, to my new ears, new to hearing about this, that it sounds like it's somewhere in that wheelhouse. Yes, I do. So I started out working at Gray and in advertising as a copywriter. Okay. And so, you know, you have that role of companies make their product or service, they send it to you, you mm-hmm. put a pretty package on it, make it sound good, put it out there and sell it. Right. But, you know, one of the ways I got interested in this is I was like, what really happens when you start at the beginning or like you're able to go into the company and work with them on this? Because, you know, that's how we build integrity and you can have honesty around it. As opposed to the company already being fully formed. Right. Having all their missions in place and having their products in place. Right. And pulling the best story out of that and, you know, putting that on the end product. Sure, sure. Right. And that was something that I was really looking at when I started my own company years ago of like, what happens when you do this, when you're really clear about your mission statement and then you start making decisions as you build the company in alignment with that mission. Mm -hmm. And also that was something, you know, I had a lot of friends doing startups at the time and that was something they struggled with. Right. So we would have these conversations and I would walk them through a lot of these similar processes. Out of curiosity, what's an example of the way that you feel a company can either go astray from their mission or in a way that how are companies challenged uh, as they grow and as they build? Like what are the, what did you see in your friends who are starting startups? 
Well, I'll give an example. So a friend of mine who did an ice cream company, right? Okay. Uh, great product. Yeah, it Everyone was great. It was it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> or they should. And she, Cheaper than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> makes you feel amazing. Right, right. So she did a healthy ice cream, right? It was all coconut cream. Awesome. Uh, raw, honey-based or whatever. But you, they were in 30 Whole Foods. They were pretty successful, but they actually couldn't get over this tipping point. And when you talk to them about their ice cream, it was like, oh, well, it, you know, this fact about it being healthy, this about the bees, this about the ingredients. And But when you really got down to it, she was just a fun person that wanted a product of like, how can we make healthy fun every day? And her right. name was Kippy, for God's sakes. Like, Kippy. Like, that's just fun. And so in general, right? But awesome. their brand was called like Truly Raw Gourmet. Which was just like death, like so boring. Sounds a little overly serious. <laughs> right, right. And it, and it goes beyond just the branding, though, because it was the decisions they were making weren't this fun, healthy alternative. They weren't looking at that when they did it. And so they basically what happened was I was talking to them and they took their uh, wholesale business and turned it into a ice cream bar. And put the flavors out there, decorated um, drawings on the walls, okay. you know, changed the name. This, like, was this, this was in bar? Venice, California. Okay. And they changed the name to Kippy's Ice Cream, right? Much more fun. Much more fun. Much and more fun. it's no fun. longer sort of a retail model. Exactly. Exactly. But before they made that transition, you know, they didn't know which jars to pick, for example, because they were like, well, we kind of want to be sexy. What about this cool black jar huh. or whatever? Okay. And so by not identifying, like, we want to be this fun, healthy alternative, they were getting lost in between, like, whenever investors would come in, they might, there's, you know, there's a million different directions you can go to make a company successful, Mm -hmm. essentially. You know, there's different people you can hire. And all these decisions really come from, like, knowing where you want to end up and who you are. I couldn't agree more. And I think in terms of hearing that story, you even... They weren't sure what they were projecting. Like, who are you and how do you want the world to receive you? Yep. This, oh. To me, this also sounds a lot like style. Yeah. I mean, you know, branding, obviously marketing, but what is the character or style of your of your of your company and of your product or words that come to mind when I hear this. Yeah, and it goes to like the subliminal intention too of the founder, yeah, right? Because yeah. you, we want them to end up with a company that they're happy creating or else this whole mixed messaging goes on on every level. Right. Where they're like, "Oh, well this will make it successful, but this isn't what I really want." Mm. And I think what we as Aubrey and I, you know, and it took us a while to sort of land on the the true core of potentially human What we kept coming back to was it doesn't matter if it's business, life, whatever it might be, there's a core component of being human and humans want to connect. You feel the same rules apply or the same concept should apply. Absolutely. And it's, we want to connect with humans because we know how to connect with humans. Mm. We might not do it always well um, or with the best intentions, but we want to connect. And that's the whole idea of business. It's the whole idea of being humans. We're, we're a tribe. Sure. And so when Aubrey and I began to really formulate this idea, we wanted to make sure we tapped into the human component of companies. And okay. then I think after some mega, mega struggle on like, well, what do we name it? We were like, what about potentially human? I think Aubrey question mark. Like, question mark. <laughs> uh, like, so it could almost be potentially human. Yeah. Like in terms of how we read it, how we hear it in our heads. Right. And I think the question that always came to my mind was, is your company man or machine, woman or machine? And that isn't sort of what carries our business, but it was a thought. Right. 
And then, and then it was, how do you tap into the... The persona of the company itself. Yeah. So yeah. we created what was called the humanization process. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what? The what process? Okay. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, let's tell them. Aubrey, go ahead. Humanization process. Well, first we asked the question of if your company were a human, what does it look like? What does it act like? What does it, how do you behave? And how do you behave under stress? Uh, you know, yeah, that's yeah. a key how one that I think, right? How do you challenges. handle stress? Because, you know, so when times get tough, what decisions are you making? Are you making decisions that are going to affect tomorrow directly or this whole, like, an in integrity with who you want to be? Right. And what is your long-term what, plan? Like exactly. thinking in the long game. And so what was interesting when we began to formulate the idea for potentially human, we built this. We always thought it was step one, who are you? Step two, how do you behave? Step three, who's in your tribe? What's your passion? What's your purpose? As Aubrey and I approached it from our two different standpoints, me from the behavioral level of people and individuals and her from her marketing and unique background as well, we realized this process can actually go step one, two, three, or you can actually go step three, two, one, um, depending on how you approach it. So when you're working with individuals, it's very different. When you're working with the company, it'll be different, but you can go either way. We can start big picture. What's your mission? Mm -hmm. Who are you? They both will end up in some ways the same place on our mission, but you can start from different standpoints depending on where the company's at. Okay. And the same thing that's attractive about a person is attractive about a company, right? That's a very good point, actually. I like like the way you phrased that. It's Mm -hmm. this idea of vulnerability and integrity and and genuine, which comes with vulnerability. And so it doesn't mean you have to be any one way or another, but you've got to be yourself. Right. And that way you're going to be able to give someone a clear picture rather than there's this whole marketing angle of like, who are you talking to? How do you appeal to this target market? Right. And I, from my perspective, it's like, be yourself and whoever you match with, if you're clear on that and you can clearly stand in your own skin and articulate that, mm-hmm. then you're going to naturally match with some people and not with others. Right. You will find the audience and the consumer or the, you know, the and public that's right for you. You'll get feedback. And that's the most important thing when you're growing a business is actually getting the actual accurate feedback mm-hmm. more quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a company in New York um, and uh, I'm looking for a company to do something like what you do, uh, just a question for you both. So there's a lot of marketing and branding sort of agencies or companies in the city. And this, what we're talking about here seems to be in the realm of that. Why, you know, what does uh, potentially human offer that is unique. You know, what, what are the, why would, why would company A choose you all? I think it depends because we'll work with a couple, we work with different types of companies, okay. anywhere from a startup, which mm-hmm. can be taking the startup from a group of people working together to actually a company. And sure. there's a difference. It's very slight. A group of people working together, typically on a mission, a company can feel very different. Um, it mm. can be slight. You can, you know, for each company, it'll be very different, a group of people versus the company style. Then there are the companies that are established who maybe grew really quickly mm. and are going, okay, well, now what? Um, and then there are the bigger companies that sort of maybe are much more mechanical and machine-like, and you just need to go in and revamp them. So it, we work differently okay. to help that company sort of get back in touch with its core values. Well, and it's different than branding, uh, straight branding company in a couple ways. One okay. is 
we're not going in and just helping them identify what their story is. We're also looking at like where they have successfully implemented that and where that's not ringing true, which oh, I think is okay. a very important distinction. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at past decision making and being like, what feels out of alignment here and why? Where was this decision made that did not feel an in integrity with what mission you're trying to address and why did that happen and how oh. can we avoid that happening in the future? So it's really about creating a map for internal and external communications so that you know, people aren't reacting and responding right away to what's happening in the moment. They're actually having a clear picture in their mind of where they want this company to go to and how to put the building blocks in that will bring them there. Excellent. Excellent. It's the same thing again, as Alexandra keeps saying, it's the same thing as a human being of, we know the one thing we all don't want is to wake up 10 years from now and be like, how did I get here? Right. You know, that's the midlife crisis. And a company has the same process that they're going to go through where, you know, when when you're making decisions like this, you know, just to get by, then 10 years later, you may wake up and be like, this isn't the company I was trying to create. Sure, sure. Right. No regret. When we come back from the break and we're going to take a quick break right now, we're going to talk a little bit more about sort of the human company with our guest host, All right. Tony Wolf and guest Aubrey Levin. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit Thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. We go through all kinds of challenges in life. How we deal with them is a different story. If we carry them on our shoulders, we can experience health problems, relationship issues, and other negative aspects these challenges can pose. Jeanette Abney's Precious Predicaments is here to help you pick up and sort out the pieces through education and encouragement. You don't have to live in fear and pain. Let's find solutions together. Precious Predicaments is heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. 
To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to ajanelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. All right, we are back and we are discussing potentially human and uh, Alexandra, you wanted to mention something about expanding on this concept of viewing companies as human beings or potentially viewing them as human beings. Absolutely. Or I, as potential humans. Question mark. <laughs> um, I think what's interesting when you think about a company as a human, right? right. You're going to begin to understand their characteristics and their personality as well. Their mm-hmm. core values, their systems, under stress, how do you behave? That way, in a lot of what will happen is we as leaders or whoever the leader of the company is are going to make a decision. Typically, our initial response will be to make a decision based on what we know and how we would innately respond. Hmm. When you begin to think about your company as a human, you can take yourself out of the equation to begin to say, well, here's what I would do as me, Alexandra. Individually. Individually. But what is it? What would my company person do knowing their core values? It, it helps a lot of companies already that we've worked with really go, I don't feel as alone in making decisions. It takes a pressure off me of worrying about if I'm doing it right or wrong because I know I'm following the system of the company itself. Okay. So that's one way. But I also see it as you can think of like a company as all the different parts of a human. Not that we usually huh, go that route all the time. What but is the heart? What, there what is, is heart, the mind know? of that company? Absolutely. There's a part of it, you know, maybe it's HR that will work more in the certain part of the body. We don't always necessarily go in. We're not consultants. And I want to be clear of this. We're not there to mm. restructure your company. Um, we're there to really help you understand who your company is. And there might be a component where we work with individuals within that. But we want to make your wheel as round and whole and understandable so it can roll. Okay. As well greased as possible. Yeah. The wheel. And when you talk about the human body, I always think of it as the spine, right? And that to me, you know, when you're talking to somebody at a party or over coffee and like you feel when things, when they're saying things that are authentic and that come from them. And I think when it comes to a company, we feel that as well. Mm. And Mm. so we feel when there are decisions that they make or you know, that are in line with their values and their mission. And it feels like the spine on a human being when it's all lined up. Right. Or, uh-huh. or I think of it like music where there's a note that's off court uh-huh. Uh-huh. or everything is in something not, discordant. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not that, you know, everybody has to understand that, but people who are interacting with your company feel that mm-hmm. on every, every time they interact with your company. Right. And so that's really the depth of what we're looking at is just kind of providing a map and identifying like where, what discord is there and how can, how can we look at eliminating future discord? Okay. And also this reminds me when I think of, uh, life coaches, right. Uh, with life coaches or hypnotherapists, but specifically with life coaches, the, uh, the question, and a lot of people ask themselves this on a regular basis is, well, what results am I getting? You know, from the world or from life or from my consumers, from the public. And it sounds like your company encourages uh, a corporation and individuals to look, look in a different way, look harder at a different angle at 
Well, let's learn from what results you're getting. Yeah. And I would say definitely it's for long term mm. and mm. building the company that you want to build because I, a lot of companies will look at short term results, which, right. you know, there's a lot of things you can do to get those short term numbers up or the results you want. Right. But is it the solution that long term is going to create the company that you envision? Sure. And it seems, I mean, the general public probably has a stereotype that some companies are at times a little too focused on the short-term gains. Right. Right. And that's a way that a company could go out of alignment in some ways and not be thinking long-term, not be thinking of the welfare of all of their also consumers. Not connect, if you're only focused on the financials, I'm not saying financials and monetary gains aren't important. It, mm. it also isn't something that can be motivational as a company. It doesn't help people connect with you. It's a great way to connect with something that's, important to you, but it's not a connector mm-hmm. to the, you know, it has to be a win-win. Right. Well, I like what you said about reminding everyone that the real purpose is engagement. The real purpose of an organization or a company is you need to have your consumers or customers feel connected, feel genuinely engaged. Right. And it's getting people to engage with you, right? It's, people are either going to like your product or they're not. Right. And it's just feedback. It's the same thing as a person. The more you begin to go, this is who I am right now. This is who I am right now. And you're either going to like me or you're not. Mm. And it's okay. Because... If you don't like me, I'd rather you get to know me without me putting on a facade or a fake because at some point my natural tendencies are going to come out. And I'd rather have you detract away from me knowing I'm at least being the best version of myself than to fake it for so long and then you have me leave anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think with companies, when you're like, this is who we are, it doesn't mean that you can't change and shift and get better. But you have to say, this is who I am. Do you like me? Mm-hmm. And then you start getting feedback from the surrounding consumers that are going to help you drive where the company goes to. But at the core, you're going to go, our mission is this. You know, Theta Springs mission, my company, mm-hmm. is pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. And I'm here to help you alleviate your suffering as you go through the pain um, of whatever it might be. And my that's my mission. So when something comes in and it's like, well, does that match my mission? Is mm-hmm. like I've been approached to, you know, I can make a lot of money off of monetary sale of hypnosis programs and this whole device. And it was like, that's not in alignment with my mission. My, mm-hmm. my heart comes first and then the monetary comes later. Right. And just like a person, if you're not getting the results you want, you can honestly look at that and be like, where can I, where can I grow? Where can I change? You know, nobody's responding the way I want to this. Like, is it something I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Is there something, a behavior that I really want to work on? Right. And, and so there's no difference. And I guess one of the things that we came to too, was this idea of companies being of service to furthering human potential. Ah, okay. And that further builds on the the name of the company itself. Right, right. And this idea that we're all going to get further along if we're going about this process, honestly. Mm. The people within your company are going to know whether they want to be there or not. And, you know, everybody, everybody's evolving and pushing each other to be the best they could be. Right. Uh, one question that comes to mind, I don't know if you've done anything like this. In your study of this, as you uh, build your company, 
Have you had sort of unofficial case studies where you've observed companies that are out there in the wild, established companies that, that we might know that uh, have you observed when you feel certain things have gone out of alignment or as a layperson, right? I'm not in uh, in branding or marketing or the world that you are in. Uh, I think the average person like myself might go, you know, for example, Ben and Jerry's seems like everyone has a reservoir of tremendous goodwill towards that company mm -hmm. because to use your model, it seems like they have always performed in alignment with their core values. Absolutely. And the personality that you associate with that company is a very sincere, uh, you know, fun loving and uh, but yet socially conscious uh, entity. Well, and I think you also have a good example where you can look at it is what happened with Volkswagen and their whole, how they were trying to cheat the standards. You know, you oh, think of right, Volkswagen right. as a really fun, cool company. Reliable. Right? Reliable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, things do happen, but a decision. Well, what was it? I'm trying to remember the news story. They had uh, their transmissions or something was it not was up something, to standard. Right. Where they were actually. And they had hit it. They, they hit essentially it. covered it up. Where. So how does that speak about your company? You know, right. yes, we're all talking about it, but there's a discrepancy. It's very much not in line with what you well, might It's a expect. tremendous violation of trust. Right. And so if you consider Volkswagen as a reliable car and a reliable company where it's like, you know what you're buying, you know what you're getting. Right. And then you're seeing this message come through of the actions of that company where whether it was one person or more, the decision was made. Yeah. That's very much... You know, that's a disconnecting. Mm -hmm. Is that going to bankrupt their business? Probably not. Right. But they took a hit right. and they are still taking a hit, certainly, because it's uh, the parallel I'm just realizing now is it's certainly about reputation, right? Reputation yeah. is about trust and trust is earned, of course, in every individual human interaction and with a, with a company. So it's really about making sure that your core values earn a reputation that is consistent and that builds on that trust and does not uh, erode it. And you can even look at BP, right? Like after the whole oil spill of everything yeah. that happened, they really started trying to create new value systems and yeah. rebrand. Um, With a tremendous emphasis on, on that. Absolutely. Like admitting that they were turning over a, a new leaf to, to a large degree. And the values in our culture are changing right now, drastically, mm -hmm. in my opinion. That's why a lot of these companies like Tom's Shoes and whatnot are so well received. And I guess one of the things we're looking at is companies can be leaders in this direction as well. Mm -hmm. Right. They can they can take a stance and say, this is what we believe in and that would be good for all of us. Right. And And it's. Be leaders in promoting an ideology yeah. that is more beneficial for human potential all around. Right. And I mean, if you look at, you know, our world, there's lots of different ways to be a company, right? It's just, who are you as a company? There's the McKinsey's, right? Where they're very buttoned up. They're very intelligent. They're smart. There's the soul cyclists where they're like gurus to the bike. And, you know, it's just understanding who you are. What's your mission? What is it? How do you want to be seen in the universe? By the way, I'm going to admit ignorance. What is McKinsey? I don't know. McKinsey's the consulting firm. Okay. Right. Yeah. They're one of like the top consulting firms up there. Okay. So it's just how do you want to be seen? Right. And back to the Volkswagen, it's not about being perfect, but where that was such a problem was that was what they, well, and that was what they stood for. 
So meaning if you break what you stand for, it's not saying that you have to be perfect in every way, but it's about. But that was a pretty fundamental. Right. Yeah. Right. So your loyal followers are going to be like, well, you're not, uh, you're not what I thought you were. Sure. Had you uh, observed any other sort of, I don't know, case studies as you, uh. I mean, Look at these is, trends. So even this is a little example. Um, I was really irritated when Apple switched the cord for the iPhone. Yeah. And I realized yeah. there are you know, some technological reasons for doing that. But one of the values that I thought was really important in their company was like the connectivity between all the interfaces. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so for them to switch that, my, my mind went to the fact that they're earning a couple extra bucks in this area sure, and they're taking sure. away one of the essential advantages to all the products connecting in this connectivity in this world of, it really felt like community to be honest was what that yeah. connectivity provided yeah. Yeah. in a way of like, everything's working together mm-hmm. with me to providing. Ease. And now they've kind of broken that up. a little. Right. And you know, there might've been reasons for them doing that, but it sacrificed to me something that was very important. Fair enough. So hopefully going forward, they won't do that. But I, and I, speaking of Apple, um, Apple became really inspirational, at least for me, when we started putting together the idea for Potentially Human, because I, I do think they tapped into this really early on as an innovator. Apple came out with those great commercials a long time ago where they said, this is Mac. And this is a PC. Remember the PC guy? And he was like a real dork and like really not put together. And then Apple was this cool kid, right? It was Uh, the actor. And you were like. That's a literal embodiment of what you're talking about. Truly. And it was like, we're cool. Like we're hip. We're going to make funny a little bit. But it's like you got. People were like, oh, I see now. Like, that literally spelled it out for people. That literally spelled it out. It's like, Apple's cool. Apple's this cool, young dude. Who's doing all the cutting edge things. Who's like, this is who I am. Like, I'm awesome. He was right. younger. And then PC mm-hmm. was sort of this, like, right. I think he was like wearing a brown suit. He had glasses. Yeah. It was John Hodgman, the famous yeah. Uh, John Hodgman. Yeah. And, and that is, in some ways, the epitome of what we're doing. So uh-huh. thank you, Apple, for being inspiring once right. again in so many ways. But... It was like, yeah, that's it. Mm. I don't think what we're doing is new. We're just yeah. giving it a little twist on, I bring to it the subconscious behavioral aspect of mm. understanding it uniquely. And then Aubrey comes at it from a whole nother vantage point of all this amazingness. <laughs> I, right. I, I just, um, the story to me, when a story lines up from the beginning, mm. in the incarnation to the end, and you go on this journey with a company that to me is so satisfying and it's all about the story right right the story it's all about the story it's like they you know it's like don't we love those success stories where it's like they started in a garage Mm -hmm. and look at them now there's a whole lot of companies uh specifically restaurants that i've seen in the last five years there was a tremendous trend in new york city and brooklyn where there were all these food carts remember the food cart explosion food carts started and within six months, food cart became, uh, a, you know, a brick and mortar business. And then that became a chain. Yep. Shake Shack, uh, Calexico. Van Leeuwen. Van Leeuwen, which is right on my block. So I watched <laughs> all that happen. And yeah, it's exciting to see that. And it almost strikes me that uh, potentially human, 
you know, you would you would work with anyone, but it sounds like you're especially excited to work with people who are building more from the beginning because then you can build it with them. Well, and it's once you get to the point, I think of it as the tipping point, right? Where when a company, when you meet the person who started that company, you're automatically connected to that story. But once it gets bigger to where you don't ever meet the Van Leeuwen, but I want to know that story when I walk up to the truck and through every flavor, through every touch point, I want to connect with Van Leeuwen. Even if I never meet him, I want to feel like I know him. Absolutely. Awesome. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue to talk about this potentially human business that we've created. So we will be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to ajanelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Okay, we are back with the founders of Potentially Human. And uh, I wanted to ask, so for example, if I'm a company and I engage the two of you, Potentially Human, what can I expect to be some of the first steps? What can I expect in general? And further down the line, what sort of results could I expect? 
I would say the first thing you can expect is to get a humanized response from us where we are, in fact, two humans running a company and we are always going to respond to you in a way that is thoughtful and engaging. So you don't have a robotic voicemail. No, I mean, we do have a voicemail and we do have a website. Well, that's good. Um, that's we good. do have some machines working for us, but you will always get a response directly from us. Sure. And we will read into what it is you're looking to do. So you'll always get that. <laughs> and I think the first step is we like to start with talking to the founders mm-hmm. of the company because it's really important to understand their vision and what started the company, what was their dream of where it was going, how that's changed uh-huh. along the way. And to really, so we have a clear picture of what what the end goal is, essentially. Uh, because they're, they started a company for a reason. And as my one of my yoga teachers says, one of the greatest disappointments in life is to work really hard and wind up not getting what you want. Hmm. One of the greatest disappointments. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so that's where we start. And then we go into the company and look at where that is or is not being played out. Mm-hmm. In the decisions, how aware are the employees of that vision? Do do they have a clear, similar vision that aligns with what the founder wanted? Right. And it's also looking at the people, like the feedback that they might even be getting from the different tiers within the company. You know, maybe you have a lot of really disgruntled employees and, you know, typically whenever there's conflict, there wants to be an avoidance technique. And Sometimes the best energy is acknowledgement, but you have to begin to understand what is it about the conflict or what is it about everything that's really causing the company to go off kilter or feel like not the environment it once was. You mentioned something to me while we were on break about workshops that you might do. Right. So sometimes what we'll even offer is to have a workshop uh, before you even hire us on to come into your company, it's first doing a workshop with the heads of the company. It might be some of the more managerial team because being a manager is tricky. You have to see things from the top down. You, it's not always easy to go from being the workhorse to the manager because uh, you have to delegate and you have to be there to inspire. Uh, but a lot of people run into the, I'm going to do the work for you. I don't have time to teach you how to do it. Well, and one of the things that we do that's different is we're going to look at it from a subconscious point of view as well. So we're going to try to engage the right brain to be to uncover maybe some intentions that the founders may not be aware of. Intentions that they might not be aware are coming across. Yes, right. That exactly. Right. Exactly. Unintentional messages. Right. Exactly. You, their company's behavior is giving. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, think about it. If you're standing there with your arms crossed, right. but you're saying a different message, your body language is saying one thing while your mouth might be saying another. Yeah. There's also what's said and what's heard. So your message might not even be communicated properly. And it's how do you begin to you know, think about how to communicate your message differently so it's received better, right? If you're on a ship, think of the analogy, you can't have a hundred captains. You have to have the crew, you have to have the skipper, you have to have the navigator, and everyone has to be working together as a team. Your company's no different, but there has to be that leader that's sort of helping give direction mm-hmm. and know the mission, right? The mission is we're going from A to B, how you get there, choice, but it usually flows a little better when everyone sort of is happy and in line and excited about where they're going versus being pushed mm-hmm. out of fear or 
whatever guilt even. It's not very motivational. And I think the end goal is if every person who encounters your company at any point can recite that same vision back to the founder. Mm. That would be the goal. Okay. Meaning anytime the consumer comes in contact with your brand, they are really getting a sense of what that is. The founder initially wanted to create every, if they were sitting a day in the office, they would understand that mission. Right. And I think even when, for example, my mission was always to be a really good listener for people. It's to hold a space for them to be in whatever state they are. This is for my hypnotherapy and life coaching company. Right. That has always been very important to me. And that even reflects in my testimonials. You'll see on Yelp where it's, she's such a good listener. I really feel like she cares. Um, and that's important, you know, so as much as it's a company, it is people are getting that message too through the work we're doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is nice. That's exciting. Yeah. And I think even for Aubrey, you know, when you look at the products that she had with Body and Eden and where her company's going now, they're they're beautiful, but they make you feel like they make you have an emotion just looking at them because they're beautifully designed and they make you want to be healthier and they they're inspirational in a lot of ways. They're not just packaged in the same way that everything else is right. done. Do you want to talk a bit, Aubrey, about that experience? And and uh, it sounds like, not that you're repackaging your company, but how your company has evolved, the wellness company, the evolution of that. Yeah. Uh, so starting this company was actually an experiment in a lot of ways of this process mm-hmm. of, you know, really starting out with a mission of, bringing people back to having a conversation with their bodies. And so I was very interested in pairing intention with product um, every step of the way and really creating a baseline for health. So all the formulas were based on this foundation of how you can build your baseline. So what I learned along that process was one, um, I had to make a lot of tough decisions that were such as, you know, investors or people would come along being like, start a beverage line. You know, in pla- which mean, meant would have meant plastic bottles potentially, or pasteurizing. If I was doing for things glass. like juices, they were tonics and elixirs. So it was beverages. Uh, Sorry, for those of you who don't know, it was tonics and elixirs four right. years ago, and I had to be willing to say no because that was that. It's not that that wouldn't have worked, but it wasn't the company I was trying to create, and it didn't match the mission or. I was pushed to do cleanses, right? But that directly went against the mission because the mission was the sustainable health and to not be on that yo-yo of cleanse, everything out, put it back in. Uh, So, And you didn't want to pick uh, things that would would require plastic because of the ecological aspect or plastic bottles? Right. So I guess that didn't go exactly with the mission, but yes, because the ecological aspect was why. And if... If we're treating our bodies in a certain way, it just naturally, to me, didn't work with plastic. Sure, sure. And it needed to be a fresh product, was essentially. Okay. Uh, So, Alexandra mentioned that you two have a podcast where you have already done some of this work uh, with companies or with theoretical companies? Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Actually, if you go on potentiallyhuman.co... Uh, up right. at the top dot right, co, dot dot co. Uh, 
Uh, up at the top right is an actual button to our podcast where okay. we have worked with a couple companies actually showing them the humanization process. Uh-huh. We, Aubrey and I, for both of our companies and a company I'm working on, have put ourselves through the humanization process. Mm-hmm. So you can hear our, um, us as the founders doing it as well. And I will say, having been through the process myself and even talking with people before and after they went through the humanization process with us, everyone's a little skeptical at first. They're like, it's a cool idea. I get it. Can you send me the questions beforehand so I can feel more prepared? Uh, And as much, you know, I think everyone wants to feel prepared. They don't want to be caught off guard when they just let themselves go through the process there's some amazing stuff that comes out because what we're doing on a subconscious level through questioning, like any life coach would do is we're pushing you to take on a new perspective. Mm. We're tapping into your other sides of your brain. We're tapping into imagination, creativity, but you're going to see an image come to life where you're like, Whoa, I'm looking at this picture. It makes so much more sense now. Mm. It also helps with creative solutions. I think there's this idea also when you have a clear mission that the answers to make decisions in align with that will be obvious. And they're not always obvious. Okay. There's a more intuitive response to that where um, you, you may not know the answer yet, but if you know what direction you're heading, mm-hmm. then you can be open to looking for that answer in unusual places. Right? Okay. This pulls having this other human person allows you to sort of step back and say, I don't have to figure it out right this second, but when you're getting frustrated or need to find there's an urgency or time, whatever it might be, you're trying to find an answer so close up. You can't mm. see the whole picture. It's like Perhaps pushing- a little detachment, a healthy detachment is achieved by externalizing it yes. as another and human. Yeah. Creativity mm-hmm. comes from your subconscious mind. You can't always logically think your way to a solution, right? right What's the right. saying? You can't always solve a problem by chewing gum, bubble gum. The best solutions come when you least expect it, right? Mm-hmm. The middle of the night, you're walking down the street, disconnect, and all of a sudden it's like, boom. Right. That's that's it. So you have to begin to tap subconsciously, and this is what the process helps you do too. Was there any particular highlight, Aubrey, for you in doing that podcast? Anything that springs to mind? Uh, were there several episodes or one episode on the site? There's a bunch. The yep, there's a, there's a bunch of them. And how long is each? They're anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes. Okay. I was surprised because what came out of my mouth was not what I would have expected. Okay. In, in what way? It gave me clarity on the mission that I don't still have because me being, even though I do this process, it's very hard to do for yourself. Hmm. So I you need still, an outside. It's yes, you know the same way that it's helpful to go to a life coach or a therapist or right. a hypnotherapist, whatever, yeah. because somebody's holding that space, mm-hmm. which lets something new come out. And so I got a clear vision of my company being someone that is almost in the shadows but walks alongside the person and is supportive, but the focus is on the other person, mm-hmm. like they're the star. And okay. that's not some that's not a anything I would have thought of. Just, huh, you okay. know, um, when I'm sitting at home thinking of what I stand for, what what sure. values I have. Sure. And it was very visual. Yeah. And I can say even from doing it for my new project on a wellness center, it was amazing to visualize this woman. But her intention, her core was wanting to create a beautiful space like a home to invite people in mm. to have an experience and to relax and to, you know, 
So I would never have thought that, hmm. um, which was amazing to even get there. It's like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And it just made some decisions with it so much clearer. Mm-hmm. And one of the companies we spoke with, uh, he really came to the conclusion that he was like the neighborhood watch looking out for everybody. He's like that guy when in you a have good way, in a or, good way. Yeah. You know, when you have those neighborhood watches yeah, where they kind of take care of everybody. Right. Yeah. And it really They're looking out for the community. Exactly. Exactly. And it was, I thought that was such a great visual of who, and it really matched who he was as a person. What was his company? If I can ask, he for? was a financial advisor. Yeah. Okay. And what was so... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 What was so interesting is, and it's not on our website, but the feedback we got after from him, you know, in the podcast, he's like, you know, I think I knew a lot of this stuff and it feels really right. But after he left, he actually wrote me to say, I feel so good knowing I'm in alignment with what I'm doing. It almost was reaffirming for him to go through that process wow, with us. Okay. He's like, I feel really centered that what I'm doing is right. Because you I think, reminded him somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes you don't always get the outcome isn't always what you expect it to be with the humanization. It can sometimes just be a realization or a confirmation too. Well, and it's going to have that feeling of affirm- affirmation because it's tapping into that deeper knowing, hopefully, in yourself. Right. And that it's kind of like anything again, where when you feel something true and you're and somebody reflects it back to you, and you're like, "Oh God, yeah, that yeah, is right. Yeah. I knew that. That feels good. Right. right. I knew Super that. Reassurance. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. So one quick question, as we are probably uh, going to wind up soon. So there's two of you. Two heads are better than one. <laughs> you're good friends, right? You're very much in alignment. Have there been any times when? you've slightly disagreed or if there haven't have there been new ideas that came out of the synthesis of the two of you that you were surprised by i don't think it was a disagreement i think it was a realization right i think we always imagine the process in some ways going step one two three and we sort of i think because the idea hadn't been fully formulated and i but that's when we both were like wait a minute this actually goes three two one two in terms of the step by step, there hasn't been any disagreement. I think it's all just been communication and pivot points to go. Okay. If we are sort of questioning something or saying it doesn't feel right, there's an opportunity there to inspect it. Okay. Aubrey? Yeah, we luckily we haven't had any disagreements, but um, not the, that always just gives more information anyway and yeah. helps clarify, which is the great part. Uh, and I think we, we, because we're doing this process, it's given us this ability to question whatever we're doing and be like, hey, is this really what we're after? Mm-hmm. Is this in alignment with us? Yeah. And I like the idea that it's the two of you. So, you, you know, a client is getting two different perspectives. Yeah. Well, and we can do that with each other where, again, it's a very hard process to do for yourself. Yeah. And I think the yeah. only frustrations I've ever had were just being like, God, I wish I got it from her end. Mm-hmm. But we always come at it from interesting ways. And... If you do want to work with us as a company, we do work with people in any state. We can even work with people abroad. 
Um, the best way to find us is at potentiallyhuman.co. There's a contact us page. There's a team page to learn more about Aubrey and I. We even have some beautiful cards that we design that we can't wait to give out to people as well. We and accept fan mail. We yes. accept fan mail. <laughs> and if you're listening and you have feedback, uh, what's the email address that they can send in feedback for uh, having listened to the show? Sure. You can send it to either Aubrey or Alexandra at potentiallyhuman.co. And is it A-U-B-R-E-Y? Yes. Okay. All right. Aubrey at potentiallyhuman.co. Well, Tony, thank you so much for hosting tonight. Thanks. This was a lot of fun. Aubrey, as a pleasure, always. And to my listeners, we look forward to speaking with you next week when we have Marcus Glover coming on the show to talk more about marketing and his story. Have a great one. Thank you again for tuning into Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli hopes you'll join her for another edition next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a nice week.